Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. Here at the unruly Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. That totally got me. I don't even know what's going on anymore. You are children. I was daydreaming about that centerfold not just busted out. We've got... We're looking at easy riders and we're looking at like 70s muffs. Oh, God. <laughs> the the oh, vast God, recycle the, library. Uh, the hairstyles changed from decade to decade. Oh. Wow, on the muff? They were awesome. <laughs> that <though>. too. <laughs> <laughs> this winter cut. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Oh okay, very goodness. good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's having a studio tonight, Liza? Did you get it out of your system? <laughs> probably <laughs> not. No, you probably guys were not. Perfectly behaved for like the last hour, <laughs> and then uh, as soon as I do the introduction, you lose your shit. Well, that's, usually, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's usually how it works. Wait till we get the uh, to the old lady of the month episode <laughs> part of this podcast. <laughs> Show me your tattoo titties. Hey everyone, this is Eliza. How you doing? I am not a criminal. Yeah, you are. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying out. I'm trying out new. You know, trying never out. convicted. Trying out never convicted. Running the board tonight. We've got bagel. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Next to me, we've got naked Jim. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Anna, hey. Anna, hey. What, hey, no hey, elephant noises today? No, no. <laughs> no <laughs> oh, yeah. Just down at the beach. Oh, yeah. He likes the beach, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wearing the evil Knievel jacket on the pretty girl couch oh, yeah. is Miss Emma. To all those that accuse me of blatant electioneering, vote for me! <laughs> <laughs> You're insane. Wow. Hello, darlings. <laughs> Barely keeping his shit together on the pretty girl couch tonight. Barely. Never keep my shit Because he got to be away from me and next to Emma, and he's wondering if it's out of the frying pan and into the fire. We've got Knock. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the... Oh, God, you guys don't know Jay-Z, man. <laughs> That's I thought terrible. that was no. Is that Jay Z? I That's thought that Jay-Z. was flavor. Please allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hope. O H to the O V. I, thought I used to move snowflakes by the O Z. <laughs> I thought that was flavor flame. I, no, I thought I thought you were doing uh, Humpty Dance there. No. <laughs> That's so please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Humpty. Oh yeah, you know that's that's, that's, oh, no. that's part of it too. Yes. No, he was looking at the centerfold. Yeah. So I checked Cheddar like a food inspector. <laughs> oh, All right. So one of two things can happen right now at this, this crossroads. I can either derailed. just sit back and let it just keep going and see what happens. Yeah. No, we'll be good. Or I can no, try just, and uh, take control. I'm here. just a little chapped because I got sick again. I thought I was getting over or something. Now mm-hmm. I'm like getting you, into something. No, you need to eat better, not. I I know I do. You know, yeah, you really need to eat better. You stop eating ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to st- once you start though. It's tough. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Uh, so okay. this so, is what happens no, when you uh, have like five people in the studio. No, oh. we go- No, we're gonna be good now. Okay. I promise. Right. Coming up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> coming up 
<laughs> tonight. So we got some cool stuff coming at you. Mm-hmm. First, we're going to find out um, what we got done today, and there's <laughs> not Nothing. a lot. <laughs> but thankfully, Knock did some shit. I, um, did. <laughs> I think it was the only then, one. Then uh, we're going we're to have a little. Do. It's time for a Zero 3D giveaway. Oh, yeah. Just in we time giving, for Christmas. Cool. We're giving out some free shit, son. We're giving out yeah, some yeah. free shit. Cool beans. Um, And then we have a guest calling in, a really cool person. Her name is Sarah Andres, and she is an author mm-hmm. who's uh, finishing up a book uh, about women and motorcycling. We'll get into those details. Stop cool. it. You don't read. But it's pretty cool. <laughs> Nobody here reads. And, uh, and then I have a, a new whim. So then you flip really fast. A new, a new the whim. picture turns into a movie. That's going to be related to uh, 2018 adventures. So we're going to see if anyone else has any ideas for adventures in 2018. Yeah. Because we because last year we talked about what we wanted to do and Sheet Iron was on it and Knock Jim and I did it. Mm-hmm. You've been getting the itch lately too. We, we keep it like real. The other we keep it itch. real at the garage, dudes. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the the list of things we do is just getting larger and larger, and it's yeah. going to get to the stage where you know we're going to have to give up our jobs and just immerse ourselves. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we can just I mean, find a way to your, make that pay. Your job oh, yeah. is yeah. immersed in motorcycles. Well, my job is, but you know. I still like getting time off to go to Babes uh, Ride Out. I know. There's so much stuff to do. I'm you get good the at uh, spending other people's money. That's uh, what I spending found Spending other people's up. money is my favorite occupation. Uh-huh. So um, what we did today, well, first of all, it was a beautiful day. It was it a beautiful In Santa Cruz. We yeah. have proof. And I'm uh, not going to give too much info away, but uh, we had some fun down at the beach. Yeah, we did. We did a little photo shoot. <laughs> Yeah. Look like a group of special needs adults there's, down there. There's photographic evidence. I kicked some balls around. <laughs> oh, and, there were uh, balls kicked. And, and there was an elephant present. Oh. And, 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 and Jake, Jake, who was rolling her eyes. Yeah, humiliated. <laughs> but Liza asked me, she goes, are you, are you wearing your trunks? And I'm all, I'm wearing my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Knock knows what I'm saying. Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. I think everyone knows what you're saying. It is that trunk. It's comfy. It's cozy. It's like uh-huh. a... Anyway. But, uh-huh. um, yeah, we had fun, and then we came back, and I don't know, there was a little bit of, of stuff getting done. Like a few people got help, but mostly just kind of hanging out and enjoying the company. But, Knock, you actually got some shit done today. What yeah. did you do? Well, earlier, I couldn't make... Well, I didn't go to the beach photo shoot because I was helping uh, Mike's friend, Mike... With his Harley, I was replacing a rear yeah, tire. Neighbor no, Mike. Gonna, He's called Neighbor, neighbor Mike. Neighbor Mike, yeah. I'm going to stop you there, Nog. Yeah. I was so disappointed you weren't at the beach. Show <laughs> you <laughs> would cut a fine figure of a man in your Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think they have a Catella photo lens long enough for that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh! No, really not. It's um, you, you mean the Knock wide, wide angle? Wide angle, wide angle there. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> No, I didn't do that because I was helping Mike uh, change his rear tire. Apparently, he had <clears throat> he had a blowout. Ooh. Mike, m- neighbor, neighbor Mike. Mike, neighbor Mike had a blowout. Neighbor Mike rear tire. is Mike's neighbor. Mike. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, he, had well, a, he has well, a Harley something. And, and here's the sad thing: is he had just gotten the tire repaired. I think. He had gotten it repaired. I think he got it two replaced or something. Right. And apparently, <laughs> the uh, the thing blew out, and he was riding on it with no or low air, and Ooh. it. Uh, uh, unbeaded, it debeated, uh, yeah, and, uh, well, and so you had to put it up. That's yeah. good. That's good for you because yeah. you know getting the beads off those. But you know, yeah. Harley wheels are. 
kind of heavy, aren't they? The, this particular one was. It was, um, I don't know if the rims were aluminum or steel, but it had really heavy chroming, and it, it was Aluminium, nice. darling. Was it aluminum? Aluminium. aluminium. <laughs> well, whatever it was, it was a DID brand a rim, and it was very nice quality. I was very impressed at the amount of uh, chroming or whatever coat they have on there. Yeah, but they're, yeah. they're definitely not. It's a workout. It is a workout. They're pretty heavy. We had to remove the pulley, the tooth pulley, uh, in order to get the thing on, but it was pretty straightforward. I have a nice air impact good. Why do you have to, oh, to get on your tire machine? Yeah, yeah I mean, this thi- you know how uh, uh, your typical sprocket on a rear tire of a, like a modern or Japanese sport bike kind of sticks out maybe about an inch? This thing is like three, four inches out. And the actual spline that the belt rides in are like an inch and a half or something. It's thick. Anyways, we had to pull that out, uh, put it on the machine. The thing was already broken, and it came out fairly easily. Put new tubes in and set it. It set it like 30 pounds or whatever, and it was good to go. Cool. Yeah. But it's, it's the same for me at work. I have all metric tools in my toolbox mm-hmm. except for one. Yeah. Five eighth socket. There was a five eighths, yeah. Which is specifically for pulling Harley pulleys off yeah. when they get the wheels in. Yeah, yeah, we had, yeah that's right. Uh, I, I, because I use, <laughs> I use my uh, standard sockets for bearing drivers, and I just lose them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, I, I just happen to have a five eighths, and it was perfect. Nice. So yeah. So you got that done. How many? How long did that take you? About an hour. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was taking it was taking our time, you know. Though um, it was a group effort of Mike had to come over here to borrow my my jack. Yeah. The floor jack. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take it back to his house to jack it up. Like Mike has the worst and ratio. Then, and then take the wheel over to your house to get the tire changed. The, the, Mike has the worst text to like doing stuff ratio ever. <laughs> There's like 15 texts per like I need to do this, man. Like you know what I mean? It's no. great. It's funny. Because he's very uh, elaborate and you know about it, but it's just like it's no. Just, is this neighbor Mike or Misfit Mike? Both of them. Well, oh yeah, well, neighbor Mike. M- Misfit Mike was helping him facilitate the tire change because he didn't. Yo yo yo. Neighbor Mike doesn't know me that very very well, and and uh, you know, and he didn't know where I live and all that business. So. And we, you live in the hood now. I live in the hood. Well, that no, it's is. starting to gentrify, man. <laughs> you know. Oh, they opened a brewery over there. Yeah, or some like shit I saw. Fucking three breweries and two wait, dispensaries wait, wait, wait. down there now. Wait a minute, you you live in the flats? No, 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 no. I oh. live in, uh, uh, by Costco, the Harvey but the, West. the oh, homeless yeah. have been taking over the neighborhood. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's funny because you move one block over, it's you know microbrews and all this shit, and like literally a block over is a methadone clinic and the home, <laughs> homeless shelter and, and just a like, massage uh, yeah, massage joint massage joint that got busted actually for prostitution. Yeah. Oh damn, which is pretty awesome. This is all like within fifty yeah. feet. Of your no, house. literally within fifty feet, and then well, it's just know, like Hoovervilles. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Wow. And people camping the yeah. property next door and the traffic is always dog shit because there's costco <laughs> right there. there's a right. costco right there and everybody's over there at like 4 35 o'clock and there's basically know? one road in one road out yeah. it's river road and that's it it's a piece of oh, shit well. yeah but you got a tire changing machine so. i do yeah, exactly yeah. so yeah. we're, we're going to the hut. best and then, 250 and then after that nice. you came over here and yeah. a guy showed up ryan ryan who needed help and everyone ignored him but <laughs> you you jumped in. <laughs> well um apparently he had been here before and uh Apparently. Because, Emma, you greeted him and you gave him a hug. So I was like, oh, okay, know somebody here. Well, you know. Yeah. I like hugging people. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it he, turns out... Hmm? He's a nice guy. Yes. You know, he's really... Uh, he, he's a complete novice when it comes to working on his bikes. Mm-hmm. He, he rides them and he likes sport so bikes. So it was a CBR? CBR 600. Um, and what, what, 2004. What yeah. was wrong with it? 
clutch, well, right? Yeah. It has a sticky clutch, and we just basically, uh, you know, l- help them lube it and readjust it. The clutch was kind of super janky. Yeah. And, um, somebody had tried to steal the bike and dropped it on the left mm. side. Mm-hmm. So the perch was kind of messed up. And so um, I kind of... Um, I doubled Ryan up with Knock because I thought that worked yeah. well as a team, which worked out really well. You know what? I kind of I pulled a I pulled a U, pulled an Emma. Yeah. I did like fifty percent of the work. It's you know it's, <laughs> it's hard Knock. It it's, is it, because you know I'm always getting crap for working on bikes, but I know. It's, it's hard. You know, especially when people are new and they're really really struggling. I just want to do it. What it is, it's but, it's like it's sometimes it's hard to describe what you're supposed right. to do when you could just show them literally in like a half. A yeah, second. I, I look unscrew that dude and like you know. I looked over. I was impressed because you jumped right in. You were yeah. working with him for a while, but yeah, I was yeah, watching you put the uh, yeah the, the the clutch cable back in, and you were just right. doing it yeah. like wrestling it in there. But here's the thing with those bikes too. There's a lot of plastic on them, oh, and yeah. like mm. I don't want to take the fairings off. But if I mm. pull one fairing bolt off. You get this thing to flop know, around and it should be okay. And the, it worked out okay. The 2004, I really like that year mm-hmm. because um, it's um, it's injected, which is great. Yeah. Um, it's got the bun warmer exhaust, which is also great. Yeah, under, under tail, and it's yeah. got conventional forks. It's yep. the last year of the conventional forks before mm-hmm. they went upside down in 2005. It's, just, it's a good, solid sport bike. It's a great way to get started. Mm-hmm. And you can pick them up as cheap as chips now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but it's the same deal. There's a lot of plastic on it. So yeah. if you drop it, you know, you've got a yeah. few hundred dollar bill. Well, and I enjoy the fact that there are people whose writing is impaired by something as simple as leaving a cable, but they don't have the tools or the know-how right. to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, as I explained to Ryan, when that bike came in, the clutch felt horrible. I mean, yeah. it was like gritty and crunchy. And all it takes is just a little bit of love and a little bit a of little lubrication. Bit. You know, it's like a relationship. A little bit of lubrication and a little bit of mm-hmm. love go a long way. I mean, it's mm. literally like 20 minutes just us fucking around. Exactly. And he was thrilled because it felt a million <laughs> times <laughs> better. Did you have to yep. bend anything or tweak anything or was it literally no. just lube? No, no. it's lube and adjustment. Yeah. I mean, the clutch lever was slightly bent, so we rotated the en- entire perch, and I told him to take it around the block a few times, and he was gone for 15, 20 minutes, so apparently he liked it, and it was cool. Yeah. And it was good to go, man. Cool. Yeah. So, and we were also able to help MoinCon. Yeah. Oh, dude. I was yeah. <laughs> that was Moin funny. I saw, uh, you know, Olia, Olia pulled up, and I was like, oh, that's Olia. And, and somebody behind him Hey, was I like, worked on Olia's who, bike. Who the fuck is this person and he's with these wild-ass dirt bike boots? Because <laughs> <laughs> he was on Those an SV650, you know, and that's SV650 standard or whatever. Yeah, SV650. And uh, he had a bunch of dirt bike gear on. I'm trying to figure out what the, what the heck is going on, so... Turns out it was uh, you your homie. Yeah, Moin. Yeah, yeah. Just so, flew in. So, like, so yeah, Moin's in town, and and he had a borrowed bike and was riding, and was wearing dirt gear. And even though we brag about how sunny it is here, it's not warm. <laughs> yeah, it's cold. Not in the shade. And he was freezing cold. 
So we were yeah. able to go into the uh, donation center, and he got some pants that look brand new. They're real nice. And he's like, well, who, who gives away perfectly good stuff to you guys? <laughs> it's like, you know, sometimes people outgrow it, or they had an extra pair, or yeah. bought it for a trip. Who knows? Well, they he, he showed up looking like a Muppet and left looking like a real motorcyclist. And you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they got drunk and soiled themselves. <laughs> so I'm not oh, yeah. wearing these. He showed up looking oh. frozen because he didn't have a full-face helmet on. Yeah. His face was frozen. Yeah, he was wearing a dirt bike helmet on the freeway. Yeah. Uh, somebody gave him a sweater and he wrapped it around his head like a hat. Yeah. He looks so much oh, happier. <laughs> like a true G, though. Oh, yeah, totally. The bike. Yeah. He's going to freeze his ass off going yeah. home, though. Uh, no, I think he's going to be okay. You think so? Okay. Yeah, and I gave him a, a jacket liner someone had left here. Oh, that's a big help. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Staying warm is really the most important thing. Should have gave him a bunch of newspapers and crumpled it. <laughs> <laughs> underneath his jacket. You know that trick. Oh, that's a great trick. It works fucking well. Oh, yeah. Now, Bagel, I know the climate in Pakistan is all over the place depending on the elevation and wherever. Sure. In his hometown, so w- what was the climate like in the town where he grew up? Is it. But we're talking about bikes that go much slower. Speed is the enemy. Well, well, yeah. I mean, if right. you're uh, if if you're facing a hundred mile an hour wind, he's like, I, I were less than this going up Kundarab Park, and it was <laughs> sixteen thousand feet. I was not this cold. Yeah, but yeah, but you were doing seven miles an hour up that mountain. There's also not as much air to make you cold. You're doing too. eighty yeah. on the freeway. But yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, they rode a whole bunch of twisty roads, though. You know, they they, they came down through the mountains and oh, did they? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Cool. They're having fun, and then we're gonna go dirt biking next weekend. Yeah, that'll be fun. Because on Saturday. Yeah, are you gonna come, knock? Maybe. Hey. I don't know. Come on, dude. Put the cool. nubbies. What is that? What is that the put the night? nubbies on your bike. I do. I have a fucking twenty-one-inch front tire on mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Maybe I will. We'll there see. We'll will. take that as a yes. <laughs> awesome. So, and also, I should say. Cat has arrived, though she's eating a burrito and has not set up her mic yet. Just say hi. Look at those fingernails. Hi, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say that is probably the most delicious looking burrito. I'm on a diet because (laughs) basically my doctor said I'm a. Fat old whale. Nobody well, likes I a quitter. To go on a, yeah, I know. Nobody likes a quitter. So hey, I'm, round is I'm a shape. looking with some... <laughs> with some shapes. Did you... Cat, did you yeah. Cat's burrito. Oh, my God, that thing looks so good. Hey, can we stop talking about the burrito and instead talk about <laughs> our guest tonight? Yes. All right. Do you think she eats burritos? So, on the phone with us, we've got Sarah Andreas, author and motorcyclist and so sarah you are writing a book what what do you what do you call in this book i'm calling it women who ride and then the subtitle is rebel souls golden hearts and iron horses this sounds interesting so i want to get into the book but first let's get into you as a writer how many years have you been writing um i've been writing about 10 years now and um I absolutely love it. I, I'm definitely a fan of um, riding as long as it's 70 degrees or warmer. <laughs> uh-huh. I think we're all fans of that. Woman after that's, my own heart here. That's fair. <laughs> and and you're, yeah. you're in Ohio, so that's uh, how many months of the year? Oh, uh, depends. Like last year, it wasn't most of the summer. Almost every time I went out and rode, it was, it was sunny in the morning, you know, when I first go out. And then by the time I would be halfway there, it poured down rain on me. Oh, um, I was gonna say, yeah, you got the rain out there too. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was um, it's about three or four months out of the year where it's really nice enough to for me to ride. There's a lot of other people who ride in the cold weather, 
I'm just not a real cold weather person. <laughs> now, how did you get into writing? Um, so I first, when I was 16, I remember this, we were um, at a stop sign and a woman on a motorcycle pulled up beside us and she was all decked out in leather and you could tell she was a woman. I mean, you could really tell, but her hair was braided back and she just looked so cool. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do that someday. <laughs> and um, I grew up in a, um, a real religious background where women wore dresses all the time. And the only time, I mean, your value was you had babies. And mm-hmm. so that was not in my future at all. And when I left that church, I married my husband and I still didn't get in riding. I was riding on the back with him, but not riding on my own. And a friend of mine said, hey, let's take the class together and learn how to ride. And nice. so that's awesome. how it all got started. I took the class, I learned how to ride, but I still wasn't brave enough to be out on the on the interstate by myself or even on the on the roads. So I talked my husband into following me in the SUV because I was so afraid I was gonna stall out at a red light and somebody would run over me. <laughs> and so for two days he followed me and he's my husband is awesome. So he follows me for two days so I can get comfortable being out on the road by myself and the rest is history. I've been writing ever since, and and I'm I'm so proud that I was able to do that, even though I had to have some help along the way. Right now, your husband does he ride? He does. What, he does. He what? has a. Oh, you know what? I should have asked him before I came up. Um, it's an orange crotch rocket. Oh, it's, it's huge. <laughs> is it it's, KTM? It's so big that KTM? I can't touch. Is it a KTM? I'm sorry. KTM. Oh. You know Does its ass sorry. look I, like a like a the best thing you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life? <laughs> Is it an RC8? It, like a ten-year-old boy? It's a really it's a beautiful bike. It's huge though, and I, mm-hmm. I don't I, I never knew that they made a crotch rocket style motorcycle that big. It's got to be an RC8. Touch. I'm five five, yeah. and I can't touch it. Like I can't sit <sighs> on the bike and touch my feet to the ground. It's definitely an RC8. You know. <laughs> Men do, that, men do that to keep their wives off their bikes. What year was this? That's what I told him. <laughs> I told him when he brought it home, I was like, you did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so what was your first bike? Um, my first bike was a Honda Shadow. Good choice. I absolutely loved that bike. The best thing about it, and you guys are going to, now you're, I'm going to tell on myself, it had <laughs> leather saddlebags. That could hold a whole box of ice cream bars. <laughs> That's important. It, well, yes. And then when I got my next bike, I didn't. I didn't realize how important that was. And my saddlebags weren't big enough to hold it, so I actually had to open the box of ice cream bars and take them out to get them in my saddlebag. <laughs> Is this when it's like 100 degrees out in Ohio in the middle of summer and you end up with a bunch of melted ice cream bars in the bottom of your saddlebag? But it's definitely worth a sacrifice. I'm just saying I've definitely unboxed a pizza and stacked it in my in my uh, tampon bag on my tank. See, I've definitely done that. My unit (laughs) unit of measurement for a a proper bag is that you can fit a to-go, food to-go container. Yes. Yep. Yep. You know, (laughs) guys, you guys know nothing of carrying capacity on motorcycles. Nothing. Until you've seen. Until you've seen, what, a PC-800? PC-800. I knew that was coming. Here we go. So, I like the story, though, um, because you you didn't want a Honda for your first bike. You wanted something else, didn't you? 
I did. I won a Harley. <laughs> yeah. My husband said, "No way, you are not buying a Harley until you know you for sure you're going to ride a bike." Yeah. <laughs> that so smart he, man. He actually he found my Honda Shadow for me. He he was so supportive of it. He shopped around. He found it for me. Brought it home. I rode it for a thousand miles, and then I actually put the thousand miles on in one summer because nice. I really wanted to buy a Harley. <laughs> and, nice. um, and and then I bought a Softail Deluxe. So let me ask you this, because you're also a mother. Would you be riding if you didn't have the support of your husband? Um, probably not, because, at least not by myself, mm-hmm. um, I was so nervous about getting out on the road that I would have had to have someone else go, hey, I'll follow you in the car until you get used to it. So, that, yeah, sometimes it needs, you need that support. Right. And so for me, that's the reason that this whole book came into being, because there are women out there who don't have somebody willing to drive behind them. Right. And so I want to be able to encourage them that, hey, you know, somebody's willing to drive behind you in the car or somebody's willing to follow you and lead you. So we make sure you get there okay. Right. So what was the actual impetus for writing this book? So I I let a ladies ride this um, summer, and it was fantastic. The women who rode with me were so awesome. And we got to the restaurant, and we were cashing out, and the girl behind the counter said, Hey, my boss said I should talk to you guys um, because I really want to learn how to ride, but I nobody in my family rides. And, of course, all the women all heard that. They were all standing behind me in line. And they, of course, then surround this girl and give her advice (laughs) on how to get her a motorcycle endorsement, what kind of bike she should ride. It was crazy. But it was so cool to stand back and watch that happen. Because women who ride, I I think everybody who rides is so excited about the sport that they want to get new people into the sport with them. Right. So let's go more into detail about the book. So you have such a lengthy title because it's describing the different sections of the book. Yes. So So, let's get into it. Sure. Um, So one of the things that I was looking at um, when I was just figuring out what I was going to write about and how I was going to talk about it was um, the Rebel Souls. And anyone who rides a motorcycle, I truly believe, has to have a Rebel Soul because a lot of times we get pushback from people. Like, it's dangerous, or aren't you scared, or what are you thinking? And I think we just have to have that courage to say, you know what, it might be, but I'm gonna do it anyway. And that, that's that gut thing, that rebel soul. And then, of course, the Golden Hearts. I know anybody who's been around the motorcycle industry for very long knows the Golden Hearts that people have. They're huge. They donate, they do all these Non nonprofit, the toy runs, the poker runs, you name it. People are out there trying to help other people, and and it's not just the motorcycle community, but like one of the things. Um, most of my stories go in the ups section, which is under Golden Heart, <laughs> because um, <laughs> apparently I just am not a great motorcyclist sometimes. <laughs> and I remember one time I stopped at a, a red light. And my foot slipped on that little pea gravel, and yeah. my bike and I went over. Yeah. And there was nothing I could do. I mean, like, no matter how hard I tried, there was nothing that was going to stop that bike from going over. And a woman behind me put her car in park and got out and helped me pick my bike up. 
cool. Nice. It's it's and those it's kind just, of things that really yeah. just reward you that that there are other people out there helping. Yeah. And so that's kind of where my title came from. I I just, you know, really put my mind to I want to attract the kind of women who have rebel souls and golden hearts and they ride iron horses. So, and that's just kind of where it's where it started and that, those are the kind of stories and women that I have been attracting to my book, so I'm super excited about it. Yeah, I was going to ask, who are you uh, hoping will read this book? So, couple couple groups. Number one, um, I, it's a celebration of women who ride. So I'm just hoping that women who ride will want to read it and read about other people, other women who ride, but also women who are thinking about it and they're not they're kind of on the edge they're like oh I, I maybe would like to do that but i'm not sure and not all the stories are glamorous in the book i mean we we have stories in there that talk about the oopses and there's mm. there's quite a few in that section because we want people to say oh if she can do it well then so can i yeah well that's cool let me i got a question for you this is knock uh what's your writing process like what's the creative process like for you i mean do you lock yourself in a, in a hotel room with like a bottle of wine and a typewriter or something like that or oh, what, what what does it for you okay well for this book it's um it's a little bit different it's mm-hmm. one that i've not done like this before and i really thought it would be um quick and it, it's not nearly as quick as i thought it was going to be this is why sure um I put out a call to the universe and to all these women out there and said, hey, I want your stories. Send them to me. I don't care if you're a great writer or not. I want your story and I'll help you with the editing. Mm -hmm. And so right now I have um, 30 stories and I'm getting more every day. So that's exciting. But 30 stories and only probably two or three of the women who submitted stories have had writing writing experience Mm -hmm. and so i've really been trying to help edit their story and keep it in their voice and really what they wanted to talk about but make it flow smoothly so i'm round one okay and then round two i have an editor who um is of course going to go through it again because the things that i won't catch I will not catch if you're missing a comma. Yeah. It's just not my nature at all. And so I have an editor who catches all the commas. So can you give us an example of a story that is going to be in the book? Yeah. There's all, I mean, like, stories are so exciting. But there is um, one from Lori Ann. And she tells that she actually rode when she was younger. She owned a motorcycle for a long time. But when she had kids, she parked it in the garage. And... Um, after a while, she was like, you know what? It's it's time to sell it. My kids are still too little. I, I can't ride right now. And she said she went out and she started up the motorcycle and it started on the first time and she hadn't ridden it for a really long time. But when they started it, acorns were flying out the exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. Oh, no. And so I'm like, how funny is that? And so then she goes on and tells, you know, her kids grew up. And she got back into the sport, and now she's riding a freewheeler. Nice. And then um, another one that's super cool, um, Tracy. She has a black belt in Taekwondo, and she has two grandkids. So she bought um, a ninja. She has a Z300, and she had the word um, uh, ninja nana. (laughs) 
that's great. Okay, that works out in many levels. There's this chick that, uh, yeah. And um, so then the other thing that I um, just really have been encouraging women is that it's not just the women who ride on the on the road. So I have women submitting stories who are dirt bike riders. Excellent. And I thought that you guys would be interested in this. Um, so my one lady who submitted, um, Siobhan, she's from Australia, and her whole family rides dirt bikes, and they have um, her 16-year-old daughter rides with them. And I thought that was really neat. That's really cool. Knock, you have a question? Yeah, um, what's your ETA on completion on this? I mean, I, there's a lot of stories to compile, and uh, I'd imagine you just, what, what point? at what point do you go, that's enough stories, let's roll with this. Right. So, um, December 8th at midnight, but what I keep telling everybody is, is I'm not getting up at midnight to check it. Yeah. So, um, the 9th, really, in the morning, okay. that's the cutoff. Okay. For the stories to be submitted, and then... Um, I have a week's vacation in December. We're going to publish on uh, January 27th. That's a Saturday. Okay. And so it'll be live on Amazon in Kindle and in paperback. Oh, excellent. Nice. Cool. So I was mentioning to you, you know, when we were talking to you earlier, that I was trying to think, God, there's so many people in our group and people who've been guests on the show that are inspiring in different ways. Um, but then I thought... You know, our own cat kind of has an inspirational story. And I know, Kat, we've we've touched on it before, but I think that your story is something that can reach anybody, not just women. Um, but I wanna, I'd like for you to tell Sarah your story. And, and Sarah, hopefully, I, 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 I would hope you'd consider this as a submission. Oh, geez. Okay. Do, so. do you need help with this? Put both of these <laughs> ladies on the Cat, spot, huh? How, how old were you when you came to us? Uh, I was 18. 18 when you came up to us. I remember you had your Jesus dad Christ, brought you here. Long? Yeah. And you I brought my dad along because I was like super nervous. <laughs> I saw this ad on Craigslist for this super rad motorcycle like salvagey garage sale. Garage. Oh, yeah, the garage sale. <clears throat> yeah, it was just a bunch of parts. And uh, I emailed this anon that i had no idea who it was turns out it's liza it's like the the scariest possible scenario right there (laughs) um saying hey i've been looking into writing um i got really sick um when i was 18 and uh my i died (laughs) um so i got better yay zombies <laughs> and um okay, quite the recovery i must yeah, say well done yeah, yeah. um but it, it was a really lengthy process of getting better i basically went into sepsis and uh my organs all shut down Oof. um so after that i kind of had some lingering shit going on <laughs> Including uh, a heart condition that kind of limits me to being a slug on the couch a lot of the time. (laughs) Um, I can't do the things I used to be able to do, which was a huge bummer for me coming out of it. When you came to us, you introduced yourself and said, yeah, I'm at a 
place in my life for medical reasons that I can't run, I can't dance, I can't do the things I used to do. Mm -hmm. But I think that motorcycling might be something I can do. Yeah. And you had no experience Mm -hmm. whatsoever. But I think, Sarah, kind of like when you saw that woman and you're like, I want to do that. Kat, was there somebody that you saw? How did that get planted in your mind? Uh, I had been wanting to ride motorcycles since I was old enough to talk. Um, I used to talk to my dad about riding motorcycles and uh, the the term donor cycles is exactly how my family describes all motorcyclists. And uh, we go through and go through and my dad says, not, not while you're living with us. We're not, this is not something that we can support. And I'm still pushing and pushing and pushing. And uh, I, I don't actually remember a specific time that I said, this is what I want to do. Um, I, I know there were many times that I said, maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> like when I bought my first motorcycle before I knew how to ride and I was learning how to ride in the parking lot about 20 feet away from where we're sitting now. And I'm sitting in my helmet. Doug's trying to teach me how to ride. And I'm just going, oh, my God, I can't return this. Like, what have I done? <laughs> in all fairness, though, we helped you find a Rebel 250. Rebel 250. Perfectly appropriate bike to learn on. Yeah, it, it had only been lit on fire once before I owned it. <laughs> which left me plenty of time to light it on fire in my duration of owning it. It's fantastic. Um, it turns out that I think the the driving force behind me riding is genetic. Um, my dad hid that he raced in Okinawa when he was stationed there. And my mom used to ride motorcycles when she was younger as well. Uh-huh. And it's this whole big like family secret. <laughs> a dirt dirty secret they keeping away from you. It was super dirty secret. And my parents always said like, oh, you can't ever ride a donor cycle. That's how you'll die and blah, blah, blah. And it comes out that they're just hypocrites. <laughs> I brought home my supermoto and my dad goes, oh, can I try that out? <laughs> and rips a wheelie on it right out of the, like, right out of the gate. Oh and that's, God. it's it's got to be genetic. So, <laughs> Kat, did you find, though, that it did replace what was missing in your life? No, it didn't. It made my life something completely different. <clears throat> it It didn't replace anything that I was missing because suddenly I didn't miss it and I didn't need it. And... I had this whole new community and family and I had this outlet for everything that I had been feeling and experiencing and all of the extra time that I suddenly had and I was sitting on my knees in a parking lot every Sunday swearing at this Rebel 250 (laughs) and enjoying every second of it and doing it around my new family. And how many years has it been since you've been coming here? It's been six years. Wow. <laughs> six I'm now, years? I'm now 23. Six years and... What? That's crazy! I know. <laughs> is is you, on your day, is there a, a day that goes by that you are not involved with two wheels in no. your life? Every- no. I, I also build motorcycles now for a living. Uh, that was kind of a doozy. <laughs> Didn't awesome. expect that one, but there's not a day go by day goes by that I'm not either <clears throat> wistfully looking at my XR because I need new tires and a new sprocket, or tinkering on a zero motorcycle or building one, or um, goofing off in the parking lot with my coworkers, or doing something that's motorcycle related, um, including Taco Tuesday. Can, can I say something here? Mm-hmm. There is nobody at the Misfits 
that is as immersed in motorcycle, the whole motorcycle culture, as cat. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna make me cry. So sorry. No, but they, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a fact. You 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 really live and breathe motorcycles. So, Sarah, what do you think? Is that a good submission for it. you? I love it. So, were, were you I writing it all down as she talked? Actually, better than that. I hope you don't mind. I just recorded it. <laughs> so I can transcribe it's okay. it. We recorded and it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I'm, 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 I'm just going to let you know a secret. So I got it. I'll, I'll transcribe it and then I'll shoot an email. Yes. Um, with uh, some information that you need for it. So, I love it. That's a great story, Kat. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You know. she'll, get into the, cool. she'll get into the details Jesus of what's Christ. going on. So, yeah, it sounds Pretty like cool. there you have a lot of stories that, in, on one hand, may be inspiring somebody, but also it seems like a lot of your stories are reminders that we're all human, like a lot of your oops stories. You know? I mean, we do. It's embarrassing, but we do. We we crash or we fall over or... or <laughs> uh, Sarah, I like the story. I asked you earlier, and let's just go through it again i said what was the biggest accomplishment you've done on a motorcycle so the biggest accomplishment that i did was i rode to milwaukee the first summer i owned my motorcycle um my harley and i i talked to my husband i'm like hey i want to do this ride it's going to be really fun and my husband has this kind of warped sense of humor and he says well what if you get halfway and we have to call a tow truck to haul you home? Huh. And I'm like, okay, that that was fair because the the I mean, like my thousand miles were in fifty mile increments, and I I googled it because I couldn't remember how far it was. Um, four thousand four hundred and eighty nine miles from my house to Milwaukee. Okay, that's decent. So um, the first day we divided into t- two groups or to two days the first mm-hmm. on the way up and the first day we left and it was pouring down rain Ooh. don't like to ride in the rain yeah i'll do that did it anyway and then the second day i i was telling um lies about this earlier um <laughs> we stop in chicago to get gas and it's really getting hot outside so i took a couple layers off and stuck in my saddlebag and we got back on the interstate just outside of chicago and um, it's six lanes of traffic and they're all going 70 miles an hour and I notice in my rear view mirror that my shirts are flying out of my saddlebag and floating oh, down the highway. Oh, no, no. That sounds about right. So, <laughs> all right, weight now you guys fine. understand why most of my stories go in the ups section. So, <laughs> it was awful. So I pull over and I shut my saddlebag. I always double check my saddlebags now. Yeah, every so. time somebody has a noob story. I mean, Emma, you and I have been writing a long time. Oh, I can God, go yeah. like, oh, yeah, I did that. It was like yeah. 38 years ago. But, yeah, I did that. Mm. You know, and the, the <laughs> thing is that when you're younger or when you're starting out in the sport, you're always so embarrassed that something bad happens. But when you've been doing it as long as me and Liza have, it's like, oh, shit, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It'd have to go, oh, yeah, yeah, that happens. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, that happens, let's just move on. Yeah. You know? But I think the thing that the, the common thread um, between what we're doing here and, Sarah, what you're doing is it, it's amazing how many people, like Kat, <clears throat> just needed that conduit to motorcycling right. you just need like that one person or place or thing to to bridge to to help you get there because it's 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 really 
it's it's hard you, know you just Let's buy a honest. bike and learn how to ride and it's do it scary as shit trying um, to break into it yourself and um, having that yeah and community available is important um it's for dudes too it's not just for women it's like yeah. the learning curve on riding or getting into motorcycling and before you even find out there's a giant freaking culture behind it it's like it's like a right. big steep learning curve and it's and you're like whoa there's a lot to learn about here but uh, and again as i was talking to her earlier you know when you go up to the sfmc clubhouse and you see the pictures from 100 years ago where yeah. there were women in the club sure. it was a family event mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> something happened and we've talked about around this the 40s where the women 40s and 50s. disappeared right. from the motorcycle scene and the women it was suddenly the women's place was in the kitchen or in the home back to having babies <clears throat> and having babies and then by the 70s it was an outlaw thing mm-hmm. so uh it really you know the 80s 90s and the 2000s is when it started becoming acceptable for women to ride again so a lot of people sarah like yourself you grew up being told it's not appropriate mm-hmm. and you went against that now do you still have like family members or anything who judge you for writing? No, the funny thing is, is they all think I'm really cool now, <laughs> which is just weird. You're like the one that got out. <laughs> like, oh my god, there she is. That could have been us. Yeah, or else I don't know if it's just like they expect me to do crazy things. Oh, there you go. And so it's it's just no big deal anymore. Yeah. yeah. But, but we are still battling society's standards. And sure. there's a lot of us who choose to ignore that. Um, but then there's others that it, they just need to have a role model or a person riding next to them that they see out their car window to go, oh, yeah, I can do this. And the thing is important, too. I mean, for all of us, I mean, we all have answer the question why we ride and and sarah i'll ask you you know why do you ride why is it important to you um for me like it's that and i keep i keep um holding my hand on my chest um not in a bad way you guys um (laughs) because nobody can see that but it's just that feeling of just being really empowered like how cool is it that i can ride a motorcycle yeah Exactly. And you're hoping that women will read this book and maybe some of them will be the types who just needed somebody to tell them that they can do it? Is that what this is? It's an inspiration? It is. It is. And so that's one of the things when I um, receive a story, if it doesn't inspire me, it doesn't get accepted. And and that's not to be to be mean or anything it doesn't take away anything from the person who's submitting the story but it has to be inspiring it and and be uplifting and positive because i now that that being said i don't want you guys to misunderstand me i have stories in my book that talk about women who had motorcycle accidents and got back on and rode again sure right overcoming it's not is about, a big deal i'm sorry overcoming is a big big part of this right Right. And it's not about it's not about, um, you know, covering up the fact that motorcycling is dangerous. People, though, fall down their stairs and die. I use the bathtub comparison, but yeah, same thing. <laughs> yep. Right. Wait, is this so falling I... asleep in a bathtub or falling into a bathtub? <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I've definitely now, fallen asleep in the bathtub. Now, Sarah, are, is this all Americans uh, submissions that you have? 
No. So, so far, I have um, four countries. The United nice. States, Canada, Australia, and Thailand. And from the United States, I have 13 states nice. that are represented. Are you cool. counting California? And I am. California's in there. Three times now. <laughs> nice. Nice. And uh, so you have a bunch of Australians, too, right? Right. I've got four of them. Are there and so, any good stories um, from Australia? Yeah. The um, So... Um, my nana, Ninja Nana, is from Australia, and um, Siobhan is from Australia, and then I have two more who are in process right now. Who um, One, I told her when I put it on in the book, I'm not putting Australia, I'm putting Tasmania. Oh, nice. Because that's just so cool. It does yeah. sound way cooler. And, and ta- <laughs> I think Tasmanians would agree with that, too. Yeah. <laughs> from what I know about them. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's amazing where the stories are coming from. I um, had another woman who, um, after she got divorced, decided she was going to learn how to ride, and went back to college and said, after I graduate from college, I'm going to buy a motorcycle. Graduated from college, bought herself a motorcycle, and wrote her motorcycle. She had 200 miles of riding experience rode her motorcycle into a film that they were doing for school and um, was the stunt woman in the motor in the in the film. <gasps> wow. Yeah, that's, that's my awesome. dream. I just like you, it's it's stories like that that you're just like, "Oh my gosh, how how neat is that?" Yeah. So, anyway, as you can tell, I love every single story I've gotten almost. So, but you still have there's still time for people yes. to send stories in. So if there's somebody listening who has a good story, how do they reach you? Okay, so um, the easiest thing they can do, uh, they can email me at author at womenwhoridebook.com or on my Facebook page, um, Women Who Ride Book. Um, or, of course, my I have a website for it as well, so they could submit it through there. But the easiest way is just to just to send it to that email address. And again, that's author at women who ride book dot com. Women who ride book dot com. Obscenely straightforward. <laughs> no, I and um, that, do you have enough submissions that you think there might be a second version of this? Um, actually. What I'm planning, and unless I can, I talk myself out of it and get crazy busy or do something, is I'm going to, um, when I close submissions, I'm actually going to reopen it probably in May for next year. I want to do this every year. Nice. Wow. Because our stories change. Mm -hmm, So one of the women that I talked to who's thinking about submitting was telling me about a ride she did. this summer and she rode across the United States on a bike that was over a hundred years old. Wow. <laughs> cool. They, there was a whole group of them and they did that. And I'm like, wow, that's really awesome. That's such a cool story. And she's like, Oh, that that's, that's not even the best of it. And she got, she says every year I have a new story. And so I think that every year we're going to have a new story or a new book to go along with everybody's stories and hopefully have different contributors every year. Yeah. And then one of the things that I'm doing that I'm super excited about is in um, January, every um, Friday evening and Saturday, we're going to do Facebook Live interviews with any of the contributors who want to talk on Facebook Live. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Sweet. 
Yeah, there's this really cool software that lets you do a dual interview and show both people in the pain on a Facebook Live. So that's what we're going to do. I'm really excited about that. That is pretty awesome, too. Yeah. And as as I we already said, we're hoping in July, when we are at AMA Vintage Days... <laughs> oh, yeah. ...that you will uh, come on... Is it down, over, up? What is it for you? I have no idea, although <laughs> I am planning... It's I already pick, told my it's husband, it's I'm Lexington. like, hey, I, I want to go. Lexington, so, Mid-Ohio. I thought it was Pickerington. No, that's where the Hall of Fame is. Ah, okay. Lexington is where the Mid-Ohio racetrack okay. is. Ah, it's where the Revolutionary War you know started, Knock. It might, it might, uh, <laughs> it might be heavy to actually do a speaking engagement because they usually have people come up and do speaking engagements, and it might be pretty cool. I didn't think you guys were going to speak. Yeah, we had we a speaking that too. engagement, yeah. but you could have one too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you they could just they, they give them out for free. Yeah, you could join us and get drunk and do the same thing. Much, you know. <laughs> Tell the same story I'm, over and over. I'm a really bad drinker. I have one drink and I fall asleep. I'm no fun. No, I that's usually have a drink good that drinker. Many. You're a cheap date. <laughs> yeah, cheap date. No, definitely um, you should plan on coming down. We're going to be there. And there's... Um, yeah, look for the yellow school bus. <laughs> there's, I'm going to be well, there no, with, it, with a bunch of the Chickastanners uh, right. talking. It, it might be a fire truck this year. Remember? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Well, inflatable sheep nonetheless. <laughs> Just look for the dildos. Look for the dildos. You'll yeah. find us. So oh I don't know if you know this, Sarah, but there's camping and a raucous good time is basically what we're referring to. Very cool. I am going to make sure I get over there and at least get to say hi to you guys in person. Yeah. It was. Ri- it's so nice to talk to people who are excited about motorcycling. It's it's a lot of fun. I think we take it a level beyond. We. Excitement. I mean, <laughs> it's it's obsessive. We, we are Sarah. Just so you know, we are all bikeaholics. Yep. And a lot of and, motosexual. And motosexual. And motosexual. <laughs> so I was watching your YouTube channel today. Oh my God. Oh. There, there you Lord. go. There you go. And you still hit the I phone. Was, I was telling my husband in the car because we went out to dinner, and I was like, "Hey, the group that I'm going to talk to tonight, they did racing with these scooters, <laughs> <laughs> and it looked like a lot of fun." Oh yeah. Yeah, we're a little Chari- bit brain Chari- damaged. <laughs> Oh yeah, we might have been concussed at one point <laughs> in our lives. <laughs> Actually, no. Cat Cat broke herself when I she did, did it. Yeah. I broke my knee. She broke her knee. There's yeah. a picture of me on the recycle page eating gummy worms with right. my knee splinted up. Right. That's <laughs> the splint oh, yeah. quote. Heavy quotes is like two iron bits. But you know what, Sarah? I have, I, That's right. I have good news for you. We have some special chariots that are made that live in Ohio that get pulled out for Custom. vintage days. Mm-hmm. It's a hit. I <laughs> put you on a milk crate and drag you around the campground <laughs> if, if you're up to it. You get a lot of high fives. If you have the balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I might have to take you. Out. How would that be? Come on, Rain. You, you want to? You want to be empowered? Yeah. <laughs> Hop on a milk crate. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did you say disemboweled? Oh, empowered. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I wanted to thank you for coming on and sharing yeah, thank your you. story. Yeah, that was rad, yeah, man. Congratulations. Yeah, super rad. Yeah. Thanks, and definitely stay in touch. Um, we have a lot of resources here if you're looking for other stories as I told you or for the next book we've got so many we know so many inspirational people and that's what a lot of what we're doing here is sharing those stories 
But the fact that you are going through the trouble and the time to collect stories, to send them back out to help others is great. Oh, and, it's and I'm guessing that even though it's geared towards women, because I think that women need that little extra boost, just because there's still so many places where society says you shouldn't be doing this. But I think there's a lot of men who deal with that, too. So a lot of people can benefit from just that little extra coercion that... The support well, you can do it well, women's voices definitely need to be amplified and repeated definitely. Sure. Yeah. thank you, know. you knock darling for sure well, and you should definitely get some Emma, chariots going alright All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll just sit in the corner and be quiet darling so thanks again for calling in we'll stay in touch definitely and I will put your uh, contact info in our show notes so anyone listening if you would like to reach out to her just check the show notes there will be a link right there awesome thank you it was so nice talking to you guys yeah, right. you nice too. talking to you thanks again all right. Thanks, Sarah. Right. Bye. Bye. So, like a uh, to your point of uh, empowerment, um, there's few things cool as uh, cooler than just sitting on a motorcycle, twisting the throttle grip, and just having your arms pulled out of your socket <laughs> and your eyeballs getting pushed into your face a little bit mm-hmm. deeper. And that's like genderless. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. That that that's sensation true. is like fuck. And it, everybody should really experience it. I know so. I, I wax lyrical about bandits. This bandit I was working on a week or so ago, and I took it out for a test ride. You know, within five minutes, I'm behaving like a bloody idiot. <laughs> on it. Uh-huh. But when you whack the throttles open on that bike, and it literally flattens your eyeballs. Yeah. And it's like, this is an experience that very few people are ever going to get to live. No. It is that visceral. It's an amazing experience. Short of actually being shot out of a cannon and flying a jet, you simply aren't going to be accelerated that quick, and it's a wonderful sensation. It's, yeah. And you need to be in this club (laughs) called riding a bike to experience it. Bagel, you experienced that on your scooter, right? Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's definitely not... It's just a small cannon. Some some of my scooters. (laughs) So I've got this theory about scooters, and I think that scooters are just as validly, like gut turning and eyeball flattening as motorcycles because you've got that tiny ass frame and those tiny ass wheels and those oh, tiny know. ass brakes and mm-hmm. it is terrifying. It is terrifying. You feel like you're going <laughs> the exact same speed as a 1000 cc bike Cat's, when you're on a 50 cc death trap. Cat is scooter. afraid of my elite. I am terrified <laughs> of scooters. I will not ride them if given half a chance to avoid it. Well, they're scary as fuck and I think that they're more terrifying than riding a motorcycle. Oh, well, I, I gotta say when I'm doing like like 45, 50 on my Stella, I, I swear I feel like I'm doing 75. Oh, yeah, because it's <laughs> fucking terrifying. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm, yes? Guess what time it is. Oh! oh. oh it's it time! Is it time for Cheez-Its? <laughs> Are we giving away free shit? Yeah! Oh, shit. Free shit, man! Yay. It's time to give away free shit. Free shit. Yeah. So this again is in thanks to our sponsor, Ciro3D.com. Yes. C-I-R-O-3D.com. And they make some really cool stuff. And what they gave us a, a whole bunch of, of stuff to try like, out. But I you like, know what? I, like I want to the give these though. out. I know, I know. But 
<laughs> I just in time for Christmas, I want to do a giveaway. So what I have in my hand is the Ciro smartphone holder. It's a phone mount for your bike. If right. we weren't now, giving those away, I'd take that shit. Yeah. So the only catch is this is made for cruisers with one inch bars. Right. Uh-huh. So this is a it comes with a perch mount. And it says on there it fits, you know, HDs like eighty two and up. Um, it fits Honda Goldwings, VTXs, Valkyries, Shadows, Road Stars, Warriors, Vulcan, Mean Streaks, Suzuki Boulevard, Indian. It fits basically cruisers with one inch bars. Well, no, uh-huh. honestly, it'll probably fit anything that's got a ball mount on it. Yeah. And it's a ball mount. Right. right. But um, I was actually looking through the Ciro uh, catalog. If you win this product, which is extremely valuable, I mean, it. It's so valuable, it's probably going to put you in the next tax bracket, so be warned. <laughs> but, and it doesn't fit your bike. Zero do very, very inexpensive kits that will make it fit your oh, bike. Yeah, you're you talking about 20 different, bucks. Different yeah, you mount. just get a different sure. mount. So, so, you know, here, it's, but it's now gonna fit your bike. We have to figure out what, make it work. what's the criteria for a giveaway. So I, <laughs> have, we were throwing around ideas earlier. <laughs> I like and, like Knox. And I said, you know what? How about just best dick pic? No! <laughs> no. no. Why would you no. say that? No. Why would what? you even say that jokingly? There's nothing so but So you're going to filter through them? <laughs> I, hey, yes. you, you well, knighted yes, yourself Liza. with no, the dick slide. Good job. No dicks! Obviously, you're a better judge than I am. Knock, do you want to offer up the suggestion you were floating earlier? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wait, well, what did I suggest? The was bat, it ballooning? Wing? Was it the ballooning? <laughs> no, that was you. Uh, I think it was the bat wing suggestion. <laughs> oh, the ba- oh, God. No, no. It's your bat wing. It has to be from the waist up, you fuck. I don't understand. What is a bat wing? No, 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 no. We're not we're not doing this. We're not doing that. We're not doing this, Liza. You can urban dictionary it later. You know what? Somewhere out there in the cloud, there's already about a billion point two five pictures of dicks. Let's and we don't need like more coming in our servers. Can I may I make a suggestion? May I make a suggestion? It's coming up to Christmas. Let's get in the spirit of things. Submit a picture of you actually physically riding your bike. That doesn't. It, you don't have to be riding it quick. You can just be riding it at walking pace in your best Christmas outfit. Yeah. How about it? You don't have to be riding because it's hard to take a photo while you're riding. Okay. So. But how about I like this. I like this Christmas theme. Christmas yeah. theme. A Christmas how about theme the, on your the bike. best. Christmas themed decorated bike. You, you know what? You can turn even, your bike into a Christmas tree. You could even like uh, be uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, menorahs <laughs> naked. <and shit>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just holiday season that holiday, shit, man. Holiday yeah. season. Make it a holiday. What? All right. I, I'm fucking. Uh, I turn best turn your exhaust to a festivist pole if you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Best festivist holiday the themed <laughs> yeah. motorcycle. Christmas. I'm giving you Kwanzaa, yeah, Hanukkah. Jesus Hanukkah. Christ! Fucking Hanukkah themed. There's the airing of the grievances. Yeah, yes. the feats of strength. Feats of strength. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm going to wrestle Knock this year. Just tip your yeah. bank over for that. Oh, yeah. Is that going to be naked? With rest? olive oil. And how oil. about the Ooh. deadline is going to be uh, 6 p.m. on Sunday oh. the 10th. Yeah, and that's, right. that means that we can judge it. 6 p.m. Pacific Standard. Right. No, we can judge yeah. it. On the podcast, and, and we will then pick we a winner on the podcast. Yeah. Pick the winner on the podcast, and make sure we get it out because you know, as long as we pick a winner on the tenth, even if they're overseas, if is that next week? in England or whatever, yes, yep, okay. 
we can get it to them before <laughs> Christmas. So if you t look at the gift and yes. you hate it, you can give it to somebody. <laughs> that you yeah. Don't like. Don't you you're fucking give that gift away. You better put that shit on your goddamn bike. Send us a picture. You're gonna like it. I mean, everything they sent us. It's nice. It's good quality stuff. Yeah. You know, is it, isn't this the son of the guy who's responsible for Kuriakin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's great quality stuff. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Know. So best holiday best theme holiday decorated theme. bike um, with or without bat wing. Yeah. No. Junk. No. Shut up. What? No what? bat wings. No, no fucking dick parts or okay. like bonus parts if shit. you can sneak a dick in there somewhere. No. <laughs> so that's an automatic DQ. It's it's. it's it's like Where's Waldo, but the, but the dick edition. <laughs> although, although I'll say this, I'll say this. If you string your lights to look like Willie. a dick, that's kind of cool. I'm going to give it to you. So no, no talking. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I think we have that set. <laughs> wow. All right. Good and uh, send those pictures oh to N-A-K-S-O. Stop! <laughs> Okay. No, send that to Recycle Motorcycle Garage at gmail.com. Yes. But not, not going to take your Batwing pics. Uh, <laughs> or docking. The, the, now, the, the title of one. the email should be Not a Dick. <laughs> but to eat, eat a dick. Eat a dick. <laughs> no dicks. Care okay. of not. All, right. All the dicks. Um, bring it back in. Bring yeah. it back right. in. Motorcycles. So, Liza, you know who? Yes. what we haven't talked about for a long time now? What's that? Emma's army. <gasps> and there's going to be some movement in Emma's army. Really? Not that kind of movement. Like troop movement? Fibery or not, yeah, not a bowel, bowel movement. Bowel. A troop movement? My fingers are so basic. I've got a couple Jesus. of ideas kicking around. Um, I'm just <laughs> floating the ideas around now. There's your bowel movement. Um, well, <laughs> I'm going to talk about them next week, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good thing. It's going to be a giveaway. Cool. Great. I've got an Emma's army t-shirt on the way. So, <clears throat> Right on, right on. I wanted to talk about something I've been thinking about. Now, I know a lot of people get very emotionally attached to bikes. Some people still have bikes they haven't ridden God. in a while sure, sitting in the yard. Don't look at me, Liza! Are you sure that's not I laziness? I know, oh, I was looking at Jim over your head, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Jim, you still Dodge got that, that Nighthawk? Uh, actually, I loaned it out to somebody so it would, it would be getting ridden. So I do have it, but I, there was yeah, a student okay. that needed some cheap transportation, and we worked out wow. an arrangement so she could ride it right. uh, That's for school. Nice. So I, I'm not that type of person who gets emotionally attached. And I've talked about how much I love my Versus. It's the Says perfect the woman with boring. two elites. <laughs> well, like, come on. The, it's the, the, Let's be honest. It, the, the Versus is a perfect boring bike, as I said. Versus. It'll do everything I need or want it to do. Sweet bike. And the Super Duke is my up-the-butt bike. Um, that thing is just amazing. You get on that and just... But... But it could uh, be up your bike, <laughs> up your butt. But I decided last week. I decided last week to sell them both. Uh huh. Oh, that's a that's a big decision, Liza. Are both? you sure? Mm -hmm. Sell them both. Are you sure? I feel like yeah. you should get a last hurrah on that Super Duke before you sell it because I feel like you yeah. haven't really given it the business. <clears throat> yeah, you know I have, saying? and I feel like so? I had. There was one ride, a vampire's ride, where John Harris, Charlie, and I were at the front of the pack. Oh, really? Playing I, yeah. tag with each other. <laughs> That's awesome. And that was like the ride of my life. Okay. I mean, we were. Was we were that a hooligan ride? No. Um, <clears throat> it was just a fast-paced okay. ride. Rad. Um, and that bike just it performed well. But I also wow. have gotten to a point where I'm feeling like I don't want to take as many risks. The risk reward is less, and um, that bike is so much fun. But 
Right. I've gotten something uh, something up my craw, and I've been thinking yeah. lately about adventure writing. I know right. it's a thing. It's happening. And the verses, I can tour on it. I could put <coughs> dirt tires on yeah. it. There's a lot I could do. But I start thinking, you know, I would kind of like to take a trip next summer. And boy, you know what would be better for that trip would be like a GS-1200 or an Africa Twin or a uh, KTM Adventure, like 1190, or, or, <coughs> or a Super 10 that array. Is Super 10, Super 10. Mm. Oh, those things are so awesome. How about, how about a KLR? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking I'd want just a bigger bike that I could do some adventure riding and, and distance riding. Um, so I wanted to talk about, I'm already talking about, 2018, and I'm starting yeah, to plan some right. trips. What are we doing, and man? I know, yeah. I know, I know. salt flats. Just with venturing. How about Ooh. that? Well, for Speed Bonneville? Week, I, yeah. I, the okay. reason Dude, I want the adventure bike. The reason I want the adventure bike is because you know we've been talking about going to AMA Vintage Days, and in the past years we've flown. I thought, well, maybe this is the year to ride and, and make it ride. like a two-week trip around the country. I don't know if I can handle being two weeks on the road with you. Well, not just <laughs> me. People. Some of the chicka standers might want to come. I'm trying to talk Jim, maybe Emma. I'll come. Let's take two weeks off and do a trip. And depending upon who's coming and what bikes, like Jim and Ooh. I have been kind of foaming at the mouth about this. What's it? The Transcontinental Highway? Yeah, the Trans Dirt Road. Whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, that shit. The That's Trans awesome. Dirt Road. Yeah. I mean, you know I don't ride dirt. Um but you've got the perfect bike to make super long trip on the FZ1. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a wonderful cruise. Depending upon who's committed to coming and what bikes they're on, mm. we can make that list. But that transcontinental highway, even if we're able to just do some of it. We get some of that history in there, you know. I tell you what, I always <clears throat> wanted to ride the Lincoln Highway. That's mm. the one to ride. Is that yeah. in Nebraska? No, the Lincoln Highway goes yeah. coast to coast. Highway 30. Oh. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, and there's also, you know, parts of old Route 66. Yeah, there's I've a lot of great yeah. roads. So I want to, let's go around the room and see what trips are you guys thinking about bagel oh, what man. are you thinking about for 2018 i am oh some scooter i am nonsense. perplexed <laughs> yes i have all kinds of things right around planned. the world well things i'm trying to decide what i want to do i've got a uh, chance to go to spain it looks like next year oh i love spain. Uh, yes. scooter tour um we were also talking about possibly going on a scooter tour in pakistan again uh, <laughs> not sure if that'll be next year or the year after uh the scooter cannonball run is also in 2018 again uh amara vespa is happening in in Richmond, Virginia. Um, then uh, there's Vintage Motorcycle Days. And uh, like you just mentioned there's Bonneville as well, which I would love to go to. Bagel, if you want to come with us on our trip to uh, Vintage Days, I would allow it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> if you have your traveling scooter ready to go. Uh-huh. That has the extra gas can yeah. and oh, yeah. all, and does like 80 miles an hour. Comes yeah. with an extra piston and engine. <laughs> an extra, extra top end. Extra top yeah. end. Yeah, just put an extra engine is, in your top case. Is there going to be a sag wagon? Um, <laughs> no who, chase vehicles. Not, yeah. What have you been thinking about? Um, I was going to actually, a friend of mine helps run a track in uh, McKinleyville, Oregon. It's a cart track. Mm -hmm. I was going to, actually was actually not even thinking of riding my bikes up there, but I was thinking about taking my XR and my my uh, ninja and just trucking it up there and just spending a week fucking around on the track. Mm. I mean, I mean, I've done the tracks here locally, but like, you know, I think it'd be pretty cool to do a super motor track in, in a different state. Why not? 
But uh, and then like while I'm up there, when I have my ninja, I could do the local roads up there too. Because and I've been to Oregon before on the bike, and that's kind of always like my go-to out-of-state run. So maybe that I don't know. I thought about going to uh, AMA Vintage Days and then just heading eastwards to visit my brother in Chicago, right. but that'd be interesting to do. It, it could be fun. I mean, we could all like ride there together right. and then split off different directions. <laughs> yeah. Because Jim, I was thinking, oh, when then wouldn't it be fun to go back down to New Orleans? Oh yeah. And then cool. back cool. up. How far is it from uh, Vintage Days to New Orleans? About how far is that? Across the country. Yeah. We're all yeah vertically <laughs> across the country. Yeah. Close to a thousand miles. I it's not bad. A you do know that like a day and a half, two um, days. America yeah. is a big place. It's big. It's yeah. Slightly Emma, how about you? Well, you know, um, babes right out, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you just got once, and you were so addicted to it. It, it, it's an extremely powerful event. Hey. Um, but you know, um, you guys know this. I used to I used to drive greyhounds. Uh-huh. You know that. Um, my run was actually San Francisco to Crescent City. Hmm. And no I used, shit. I used to take 101 all the way up the coast. Beautiful run. I know some fantastic people in virtually every town up there. It was a milk run. We, you know, we mm-hmm. stopped at every town. We stopped at Garberville, yeah. Yeah. Fortuna, and, you know, just head up Highway 101 on the bike, make all the stops, visit with people who I haven't seen in 15 years or so. And just hang out. That, that, it is beautiful up there. That's area. on my list of things to do um, yeah. for 2018. Hey, you thought about going to uh, throttle roll in uh, Oregon? I'm kind of kicking around the idea of it right now. Yeah. When's yeah. the last time you've been out of state on a bike? A while ago? Not me? Yeah, you. Uh, oh, gosh, it has been a while, actually. A couple yeah. of years. All right. Yeah. Hmm. In fact, the last run I did was on my um, Bonneville, and boo, I ended up in Utah. Oh, cool! Cool, Utah's cool. Yeah, Utah's great. Yeah. I like Jim. Uh, I got one. Well, you know, we got the bug bad. I do. Well, you know, I, you got I, the bike for it too. Dude. I enjoy these events, and uh, well, yeah, for that road trip, yeah, the FZ one would be would be good to rip across. It's an on. FZ one. Darling. FZ one. Yeah, thank um, you, thank you, sweet. Yeah, but I'm thinking along the lines, and it, it kind of falls in with a sheet iron, and I'm enjoying more of this kind of stuff, and I do like riding bikes in the desert. It's a hoot, and they just had it. Is the LA to Barstow to Vegas? Yes. Oh mm-hmm. shit! Yeah. 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 That. So I just don't Hell know. Yeah. I don't know if I can do it on my current bike. I don't know if the DR350 is really. Hey, it might be worth getting a new bike for it. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Something water cooled, maybe. I hey, don't Jim, know. Yes. you know what's on this weekend? Huh? Tijuana Thousand. It's it's the Baja Thousand. Yeah, the Baja ah, One Thousand. Yeah, yeah. Baja all that's 1, happening. Baja right happening right now. So, oh my um, God, yeah. But I think that would be like a nice step up. You're talking like maybe what 200 plus miles a day. Um, but it's legit. I mean, you're out yeah. in the middle of nowhere and shit happens. And you know, we had some friends that just just did it, and I think six of them started, three of them finished. There was like a shoulder injury, a mechanical thing, and I don't know what the other one was. Right. But anyway, I'm throwing that out there. I think I'm going to go for it next year. But I, I know nice. you love it out in the desert. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, like it's, the it's desert. It's a wonderful place. It's a hoot. Kat, yeah. how about you? Uh, I'm going to ride to Nevada and get a hedgehog. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You can't yeah. buy them in the state in California? No, you can't buy them in California. Oh, what? That's awesome. So I have to get like a black market hedgehog. Yeah. Um, what you running in there, man? Hedgehogs. Yeah. Hedgehogs. <laughs> Come on. And then you're going to transport it on your bike? Hedgehogs and Um Yeah, I think I'm going to make a soundproof box for it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> With air holes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can Are I you tell gonna... you, I once made a poor decision to no. take my ferret over to my friend's oh, house on my motorcycle. Oh, yeah. And I put it in a duffel bag and put it around my neck. God damn, those little ferrets can open zippers. Oh, yeah. Next thing I know, I'm going down the road on my GPZ 1100. I feel something on my leg, and I look down, and it's my ferret crawling down my leg. 
What? And now it's like, all right, do I grab the ferret or do I grab the break? Oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, hedgehogs are basically like me, so I don't as have long to worry as about can't moving undo a zipper, you'll okay. be good. They like to roll around in dirt? Is that yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, are you going to get legal fireworks, too? Um, you get some fucking mortars, man. I feel like I'm already transporting too many illegal hedgehogs. things across right. state lines. Nice. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Cat. Yes. Uh, um. I'm going to rely on some of our English listeners here to back me up, but when I left England in the early 90s, you could legitimately go into the corner store and buy a pack of hedgehog flavor chips. Oh. No. Yes. Like well, no, they weren't hedgehog real. flavor? No. Are they just making it up? They'd make it up. They didn't kill hedgehogs <laughs> to make a flavor. Place, I mean, man. I can't even remember how they tasted. They were kind of like <laughs> bacon, I think. But yeah, hedgehog flavor crisps. I can't That's imagine hedgehogs would taste too good. I mean, mm, they're yeah. kind of... Yeah, of course we of course, we call Sinewy. them crisps. We Probably. call them crisps, crisps in England. Yeah, hedgehog crisps. So, Ken, wow. if you dehydrate a hedgehog and it's Ken the size Haylock, of a crisp. if you're listening, please back me up on this because everyone's looking at me like I'm a total lunatic. <laughs> so, Jim, all I have to do now is talk you into getting an ADV, ADV bike too so you can do the transcontinental hey man, road with every brake's an, yeah. uh, an ADV bike if you got the right attitude. Right? <laughs> it's true. Been there, done yes, that. Yes, you do yeah. that on your super chicken. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do that on my Vespas. Hey, I, <laughs> I've done off-roading on your 250 <laughs> scoot. I know. I, there's still mud on the it. Mud. That's right. So, um, we have a bunch of emails. We got a lot of really good emails this week. Yeah, man. Email so time. I want to get to them. Um, but this first one is uh, cool. I want to congratulate our friend Bruce. Yes. Who has started his own podcast. Yeah. Bruce. Bruce bonus. Cool. Yes. And it's called This Motorcycle Life. Nice. What a great and he's six, name. six episodes in this yep. motorcyclelife.com and um, he emailed us saying you know hey I'm a fellow podcaster and I can't believe it took me this long to dis- to discover you guys I've enjoyed every minute you guys are the writing buddies I wish I had Aww. keep doing your thing and thanks for inspiring me to do mine he doesn't know us very well <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I said uh, yeah welcome to the neighborhood um, so go on over and check out this motorcycle life it's a new podcaster on the block and um from what i've heard it sounds like he's a lot more professional than us it's way more professional <laughs> it's not a very high bar well no it's like not a high bar at all the first 30 seconds is like you're listening to an npr uh thing it's like whoa buddy wow let's put some time into it it's pretty good yeah, 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 yeah. okay and then I, I have another real quick one uh this is from our friend sheila in texas hey, hey sheila. sheila and the title is Leave Sonia alone. <laughs> so, for those who aren't yeah, aware, last week one. we kind of attacked Sonia for and being a bikeaholic and not admitting it. It was an intervention. It was not an it attack. Was a, it was an intervention. And <laughs> she, so, Sheila, who has a garage full of bikes. Of course. Now, the only difference is they are all tiny bikes because right. Sheila is tiny. Yeah. Sure. Even her Whatever. scooter with sidecar. Well, tiny. They're, they're all slightly different, too. They, right? they are all different. Yeah. So Sheila says, sure. leave her alone. As long as it makes her happy, it's a justifiable purchase. Yeah. It's Agreed. helping the industry. I know several people with dozen-plus bikes. It's perfectly normal. No, it's not normal. <laughs> also, she says, also, th- that guy, Reg... 
He is awesome. Hope he stops yeah. in again. So yeah. Reg um, is cool. Reg is very cool. So twelve plus bikes is that normal? No, that's not normal. That's not normal. We are sure. bikeholics. I gotta get It's a more little bikes. low. That's what telling me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. It all depends on the size of your garage. Some yeah. more bikes. Uh, yeah. Emma, you got an email there? I have, and this is from from Scott. Kimbriel, um, if I massacred your second name, Scott, apolog- I, my, I apologize, darling. Dear Misfits, I meant to write this as a response to the episode where Emma, that's me, went into the history hole and pulled out Moto Guzzi. Yeah. Um, but I'm a procrastinator and I let a few episodes go by. Well, we're all procrastinators, darling. Um, he loves our show. And he's envious of the bike culture that we have out there. He's from Richmond, Virginia. Uh-huh. Um, and Richmond's a great town. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody knows, oh, has yeah. been to Richmond, it's a wonderful place. Beautiful. But he says it ain't Santa Cruz, and he's quite right about True. that. Um, they do, <laughs> they've got some great riding, though. Anyway, um, so uh, uh, Scott sounds like an older gentleman. He was riding dirt bikes. He got a 72 XS650. And this is the late 70s and early 80s. And... Back then, he was kind of peripherally involved with motor guzzies. He, he he kind of thought about them, but you know they've always been a special bike. You know, there's never what you call a mainstream bike. Mm. But anyway, um, thirty years without a bike, he got a Brahmo, bless him, and it didn't work out for him because it broke down a lot because the early Brahmos were kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and then he bought himself a '69 <laughs> Moto Guzzi V7. Wow, Ooh. Which it was like is a 180 in terms of technology. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's gone from a Brahmo, which is pretty much everything that technology can throw at you, to 69 Moto Guzzi V7, which is a hell of a bike. But the, they are giant bikes. Um, 43,000 miles. Um, you know, it sounds like what we'd call an oily rag restoration in England. It's an entirely original bike. Cool. And it's definitely got patinery. Send us a picture of it, and it's a fantastic fantastic looking it bike is. and he's, nice. he is so completely fallen in love with it that he bought another one <laughs> um as you do 1200 stelvio which is an incredible bike the only bike i like more than the stelvio is the norge but they're very they're pretty much the same bike wonderful machine and um you know what he likes goozies so much Oh, yeah. He yeah. got a tattoo! He did! <laughs> wow. The Goozy logo. That's, exactly. uh, that's dedication, well, buddy. The thing is, I like this sentence a lot. I'm just going to quote him for letter for letter because, Scott, um, forgive me, you, you wrote us a long email and I can't read all of it, but you can rightfully say that I don't have enough experience with other makes to judge. But I think that anyone who can own a Moto Guzzi should own a Moto Guzzi, and I agree with that. I could turn it around and say the only reason you don't own a Moto Guzzi is because you've never owned a Moto Guzzi, and I agree with that as well. Once you have a Moto Guzzi, you will never want to let it go. Um, I kind of agree with that as well. You know, my brother, um, who's just taken up biking again after a long... I mean... 20 plus years of being off the one bike he still pines for is his v50 monza yeah okay. um, and i can close my eyes and see a very younger version of my brother riding that bike he loved that thing and he still pines after it so i agree with that um maybe that's just me who knows no you're quite right it, i like this sentence better anyway 
Emma did a great job of recapping <laughs> the fascinating history. See, I did a good job yeah. of this historic brand and alluded to the fanatical devotion of the Guziisti. I hope <laughs> you enjoy this little story and how I became one. And he attached some uh, couple of pictures. What a great email. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, you um, know what? We like weird ones. Yeah, you know, we like the weirdos and uh, Gucci. Did you see? Did you see the picture? I've seen them shits. It's it's great. Look at that Stelvio. Yeah, well, there's a buddy at work who's got a Stelvio. It's such a great looking bike. bike. Yeah, they really are. They're fantastic, and I like the tattoo as well. This guy, it's yeah, the the Gucci Eagle. Okay. Not Scott, what, what you got there? Thank you, dear. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, this one's called "You Guys Suck" from Scott Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, someone with some comments. Uh, yeah, no, just kidding. Uh, play on the comment in the last podcast that you uh, never read those letters. Uh, the truth is just <laughs> the opposite. I've been going through some tough times. Not enough work to cover expenses, health stuff. Same BS everyone else is dealing with. Many are dealing with much worse, but it wears on me. Uh, I realized yesterday, listening to your su- to the Sunday show, that you guys are one of the few things in my in life that make me laugh and smile. Oh, that's cool. so yeah. Yeah. dude. The banter, the off-color comments, Emma's anecdotes. I find myself smiling, raising my thumb to say right on. Uh, right on. Uh, thanks for what you do, Scott. Scott, thank cool. you, man. Thank man. you, Thanks. Scott. Um, so I, I love reading emails like this because, uh, you know, it, it lets me know that we're helping in some kind of way. Makes us all misty-eyed and shit, man. Yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of like the whole garage aspect of, of, you know, we're helping people fix their shit and maybe we'll get to help people fix their shit in their head, too, sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, which is cool. Nice. So, yeah. Jim, what That's you cool. got? All right. I've got an email from Drew, uh, except it's spelled with a V at the end, but it's pronounced Drew. Anyway. Mm. <coughs> with a V at the end, Drew. Anyway, okay. I have always loved motorcycles, and just listening to your podcast and listening to everyone's stories that just pushed me even more to get a motorcycle. Very cool. So instead of saving up for a car like some of my friends, I saved up for a bike and got a Kawasaki Ninja 300. Oh, good and choice. I love it. It's a fun, quick bike. Anyone says they don't have enough power, just ain't riding it properly. Right? right. Damn, shots fired. <laughs> right? <laughs> just a quick background about me. I've been riding for less than a year, uh, and I went through the MSF course and planned to do a couple more courses. Been working on motorcycles and tinkering around for years. I've gotten my hands on a CB750, DRZ400, Ninja Magna, and a couple other bikes. But one of the things you talked about last week was cold weather riding. But more specifically, I was hoping you could give me some tips on riding in bad weather, snow, rain, and whatever. I sort of screwed myself uh, uh, screwed myself by only a motorcycle since I live in New Jersey and it's cold. He wants to stretch out his time on his bike as much as he can, and is anything we've learned uh, in general about riding in shitty weather. Thanks for the podcast, laugh stories, and knowledge about older bikes and bikes in general. True. Uh, everyone stop giving him a shit for the PC800 because <laughs> it's a good bike and I like the bike too. Oh, thank you, darling. And no, I'm not right. a kiss ass. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you are. Likely story. <laughs> Heated grips. You can ride in any weather with heated grips. Yeah. Well, you know what I'll say is like riding's one thing, but get your gear right first because that's something Mm -hmm. you can actually control. Yes, waterproof gear. Yeah. Especially when inclement weather comes, you want that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm okay. So I'm like the resident cold Cold weather. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the resident cold person basically. So I I have a special knowledge about this shit. Cool. Anything below like 65 degrees and I'm sitting there (laughs) royally unhappy. Uh, So uh, you're going to want to go to Costco. 
Um, you're going to get little hotties. They have the bulk packs. Oh, you're yeah. going to carry little hotties with you wherever the fuck you go. doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter if you think it's sunny outside. You carry those things in your pockets. You know what little hotties are also good for? Mm, there's, they're good for a lot of Giving them out to them. little hotties. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. If you see a chick on the side of the street and she looks cold, you give her a little hottie wow. and say, hey, baby, you want a little hottie? <laughs> hotties um, are good for your taint. Uh, they're good for everything. <laughs> so you need little Same. hotties. You need heated grips. You need heated insoles in your shoes. Those are really awesome, too. Um, Heated seats are kind of overrated because you just get swamp ass. Um, (laughs) Other than that, uh, there's... you like that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, if you're into it, you're into it. Apparently not like swamp swamp tan. There's also heated vest liners that are battery operated, which Mm -hmm. are way better because you can preheat yourself before you go outside and get cold. Um, Because the, the ones that plug into your bike don't heat up for a good two to three minutes and then you sit in your driveway freezing your tits off or your balls, I guess. Um, no, and it's true. And and I, I'm freezing cold right now and do not want to get on my bike and go ride. Yeah. But I, I rode you around in Boston when it's snowing because well, you're crazy. I would gear up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you you're would just insane. wear enough clothing yeah. then. And if you can create that bubble of mm-hmm. warmth, it's one of my favorite things when you're out there and you're just impervious to the cold. Yeah. I, got a, I got a winter jacket that I call Puff Daddy. This <laughs> 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 big giant fucking thing. Anyway, sorry, let me... <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that. Also, when when you're when you're riding when you're riding in the winter or in the cold weather, you're typically not going for like a 600 mile ride. Right. You're just riding out to the store to get some groceries sure. or take. It some, can take feel like 600 miles oh, when sure. it's that cold, though. Oh yeah, uh-huh. oh, it can be miserable. But you know, you can you can suit up well enough to to get through it to get there without turning into a popsicle. Yeah. Bagel. Um, just we, watch watch out for wet leaves. We have no. seen. Yes. We've seen how you behave in the store. We've videoed how you behave mm-hmm. in the store. It's a lot of crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of crying. It's an emotional experience. Yeah. Right. I, I agree right. with, I agree with <laughs> I'm in a safe way. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, say that again, Jim? Uh, yeah, believe it or not, I agree with Liza. But I think it's kind of fun, actually. If you have the right gear on, and waterproof is a slippery term. It's hard to actually get waterproof. Right. waterproof oh, sure. Yeah. But you can get pretty close. But as yeah. long as you are thoughtful about the gear, and there's so much to get out there, it's just kind of what fits you the right way. But I could, like when it's rainy and kind of funky out, it's kind of fun to ride in that. Mm-hmm. But even Mike says that uncomfortable riding is not fun riding. So no. I, mm-hmm. as far as riding in inclement weather, start with trying to get, get decent gear. Yeah. Um, one thing in a pinch that's really good is just shoving anything you can find in your jacket. Um, right. Anything, newspapers. Newspapers work really well <laughs> because they like hold that heat in. Yeah. Hedgehogs. Um, yeah. I mean, hedgehogs are, are Illegal debatable. Um, <laughs> Plastic bag. I mean, they're kind of pokey, but, 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 yeah. but anything you, you can find. Literally, like I have been stranded where I got so cold I couldn't clutch and I have found uh, like recycled newspaper and literally just packed my jacket with it to get home. But Bagel did mention, and this is a good trick if you're in a pinch, go to a market and get two shopping bags. Yeah, right. Plastic ones, not paper. Uh Put them under your boots. Put them over your socks and under your boots. Mm -hmm. Even though you'll hear the wrinkling in the wind. (laughs) It it fixes it. It Mm -hmm. it keeps your feet dry and at least warm. So there are, there are tricks. Yeah. And other than that, like, d- avoid riding in the snow and ice if you can but, avoid yeah, it at that's all. Really if well, you can, you know, yeah. Um, but here's a, layers. here's a Misfits top tip. Oh, here we no, go. it's top Just tip. the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> keep yourself warm, keep yourself dry, keep yourself comfortable. Because if <laughs> you, you crash, are concentrating really on how wet 
your yeah. asses or how wet your uh-huh. feet are or how cold you are, mm-hmm. you're not concentrating on that idiot in the Ford Taurus who's just so about true. to pull out in front of you. Yeah. It's it's actually a safety thing. Distracted yeah. riding yes. is dangerous riding. Right. And and when you get cold, it, it fatigues you much, much faster. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, mo- riding motorcycling is fatiguing anyway. Mm-hmm. It's very physical. It's a very mental thing. I mean, you've got to concentrate well, to keep that thing going down the road. Before I got the heated grips on my bike, I was commuting over the hill in the mornings, and it would get so cold, I would I would have my hand on, one hand on the throttle, and the other one, I'm sure everyone's done this, leaned over, and I'm grabbing a radiator yep. hose mm-hmm. right, with my other hand, yeah. while well, I should be actually having my other hand on the bar, but <laughs> so, you're like, it's uh, cold. Aside from your extremities being cold, if you're out there, and you're kind of riding a, a you know, reasonable distance, the moment you start feeling an actual chill down your back, or whatever, mm-hmm. start thinking about Okay, uh, start 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 a, uh, a countdown because it's gonna eventually start getting worse and worse, and so you oh, need to focus sure. on um, mm-hmm. keeping your core temperature up and warm. Yeah, find stop nice. to find a place to and warm I'm, up if yeah. you need to. Yeah, I'm I'm the worst offender. When my core temperature gets down to a certain level, the only way I'm gonna get get it back up is go home and just get in a hot bath. Yeah, and just sit in a steaming hot bath till I can get it back up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also in addition to just your uh, taking care of yourself, you know. Are you going to say scooter weight? skirt? Uh, well, if you're riding a scooter, you can always <laughs> wear a scooter skirt. It is a lifesaver in the winter. I'll tell you that. Okay. But, but what I was going to say is that in especially in bad weather, you need to be careful about how you ride. Yeah. Um, you need to be careful not to accelerate too fast or brake too hard. Uh, when you take a turn, you know, go around it slowly. Don't lean too much because in in cold weather and wet weather, especially, you get you have reduced traction, and during the first rain of the season uh, that's when all of the oil gets washed off of the road especially in places like California where it doesn't rain too much all that oil gets washed out onto the roads and it becomes super super slick oh my god I just realized something you know uh, thinking about your scooter skirt Mm mm-hmm you know, assless chaps. If you know, if you un they're all unz- assless, Liza. Well, if you yes. unsnap and zip them, <laughs> and if you snap just the left to leg to the right leg, so it's wide open, you have a scooter skirt. Hmm. <laughs> it's basically it's, it's, it's yeah. Interesting yeah. hypothesis. You could do that. I know. I know. You have something to add, Jim? <coughs> No? Oh, no, but, no, but, but the picture I have yes. is your junk hanging yeah, out yeah, there, right? <laughs> um, One last thing that has saved me through a lot of cold-weather dirt biking and cold-weather riding is I fill my uh, I fill my camelback with hot water. Ah, and I drink hot water as I'm going. Cool. And that's like... Okay. The best way to keep yourself warm is to keep yourself warm from the inside. <laughs> that and it, got an idea. And now. I put it under Coffee. my jacket oh. too, so like, man, it's double whammy. It That's keeps me nice. warm from the outside and keeps me warm from the inside. <laughs> so I'm in love. <laughs> then where do you put Problem the creamer? Uh, you take shots like <laughs> a real man, Liza. <laughs> so nice. yeah, so this is one of those weird kind of double-edged sword kind of things because it's like if you don't ride in inclement weather you'll never get the experience and if you just are starting out riding in inclement weather you don't have the experience to begin mm-hmm. with so you got to take it easy yeah so kind of just keep in mind uh the balance i guess whatever you call it you know what i mean mm-hmm. so no i i think i chill. think in the summer here that we all have experienced yeah your tires on the road your control all that that's at risk but really i think the most important thing is is the, the gear and being comfortable right. plus also then it's safer if you do go down because right. you're more mm-hmm. likely to but get your gear dialed in right yeah. if it takes sure. extra yeah, totally. socks or whatever or thicker <coughs> gloves or trash bags yeah. whatever it takes if you're going to work, work have an out. extra change of and clothes mm-hmm. don't, you know and whatever. if you if you want to actually get into the mechanics of what's happening on the road there is actually a formula is when you are riding on a wet road so you're safe you're warm 
you're concentrating. When you're on a wet road, a rain-soaked road, you've lost 25% of traction. Yeah. So you should be riding Easily. 25% mm-hmm. slower than you normally do and leaving a further 25% following distance. Yep. When you're on snow, sure. you've lost 60 to 70% of your traction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so you reduce accordingly. When you're that. on ice, your 90% of your traction's gone. Yeah. So it's uh, best, really best avoided. Yeah. If I, I, I would not recommend riding on ice unless unless you've got studded tires. Right. <laughs> I would not recommend it. No, don't listen to Bagel. Do, do it. <laughs> do, <laughs> it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Well, do it. That's, what, that's what those little short screws are for. Yeah. You got an email there? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I know, right? No, I'm really excited about this. Okay. <laughs> so this is from my buddy Chris. Um, yeah, Nitrous Chris. Nitrous hey. Chris. Oh, yeah. Man after my own heart and soul, sending me pictures of ducks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Okay, so uh, it says, my name is Chris and I have a problem. <laughs> okay, tell us, Chris. Tell us uh, all we about your problem, too. I like where this is going. Greetings from Wisconsin, Misfits. In the last show, I heard you were trying to convince Sonia she may have a motorcycle buying collecting issue. She does. She does. If she had a disease, I have the same one. I know yeah. you do. In a, in the world I run in, it's pretty much just all drag racing related stuff and bikes. Um, well, three weeks ago, I decided to splurge on a bike because fuck it. I like a good time. And went back... <laughs> well said. Um, and went back to dirt my dirt biking roots of 15 years ago. Okay. I purchased a dirt machine. Yeah. I landed a 2002 DRZ 400E for a thousand bucks. Nice. Um, In non-running condition after having some motor damage done to the top. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, To the top end. And only having been partially reassembled after repair. Hmm. Um, I figured... Uh, with all the motor work I'm always doing on the drag bikes, a one-lugger, no matter the issue or damage, posed no problem. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. It was a complete Had bike, just neglected and not running. Um, but I'm a misfit at heart, and I took it home and hopped on the eBay. I <laughs> 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 also known as yeah. the pusher. The pusher, yeah. yeah. Uh, I ordered all the essential stuff and some upgrades after a complete strip to the frame rebuild or rehab of every component no oh, shit. Wow. carbs to forks top end yeah. and trans every goddamn bearing and seal and front and rear yo, calipers yo, and masters around, Damn. and 11 days of working on it after work and weekends i'm out riding it today wow right on for Chris. a total of just over a thousand nine hundred dollars some have said i could have bought a runner for that price fuck them people yeah <laughs> but i still would have had to go through it and do what i did and spent right. some more on the initial buy-in price so after seeing and hearing about all you guys uh all your guys's days in the dirt i want I wanted to get that to be a part of my life again. Yay! Cool. Thanks for the motivation. And I am now riddled with disease and <laughs> and, and own four running and riding motorbikes. Two yeah. drag bikes, a Super Duke, and I'm laughing my ass off on a $2,000 dirt bike that yeah. will likely blow out both nice. my knees and I'll love it. <laughs> Happy <laughs> riding, Misfits. Nitrous Chris. Yay! Yeah, it's yeah, it's awesome because like you know what the fuck you're doing to that machine, you know? You know exactly what's going on. Yeah, Chris that. doesn't fuck around. Yeah. I, I got pictures of like the the starting point of this and nice. he went so i did a thing, <laughs> I did a thing. <laughs> it's like super cool watching the process yeah, and chris is such a fucking rad dude that like it makes me happy whenever i see him getting it stoked on life on some you know 
shitty non-running bike but that he made fucking rad. But oh. I, I, I was going to say, we've talked about this before, is bringing bikes back. Every single horsepower that that DRZ400 has got, it's not Suzuki horsepower, it's Chris horsepower. Right. Because he mm-hmm. built yeah. it. Yeah. And there's the satisfaction. Yeah, you can, buy a, you can buy a DRZ400 for 1900 bucks. Yep. And he knows that everything that's in there is... Exactly. Golden. Right. Yeah. Um, nice. But if you own one of those bikes... If you put a 42 mil pumper on it, it changes the yeah, bike. It if does. ever <laughs> a bike was a Jekyll and Hyde uh. bike, getting rid of that CV and putting a pumper on it, it, it just... I, I can't even begin to tell you how much it changes yeah. the bike. I'd mm-hmm. imagine you could just go on eBay and get like a pumper from a CRF, and yeah, then uh, he could probably machine his own. Yeah, adapter, they, you know? they, I mean, they're pricey. Equipment. Yeah, you know, yeah uh, brand new. They're like a grand almost. Oh, God, bucks. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Bagel, you got an email? Yes, I have an email from Chris Jackson. Hi, Chris. And uh, Chris says, Seasons greetings, Misfits. Uh, I think this is for Bagel. I just bought a 2008 MP3 500 off Craigslist for $400 that runs and has a title. That's awesome. 400 bucks? Yeah, 400 bucks. That's the tricycle, isn't it? It's three wheels, yes. It's a tricycle. It's the leaning one, though. (laughs) Yeah, it leans. (laughs) It's the two wheels up front. Right, but he says, the only problem is that it starts, idles rough, and dies when you give it gas. Hmm. Any suggestions? Wait, so running? It runs, yes. It'll start, but only idles, and it idles rough. And it dies when you give it gas. And he asks for, if we have any suggestions, you can ask that lovely young lady, Emma, if necessary. Hello, darling. And let me come back to that. I've finished what he wrote. He says, I'm pushing 74 and have been riding since 1961. Fuck yeah, dude. Starting with a Honda 50 Cub. And for $100, bought a 51 Veloset Mac. <gasps> I loaned I loaned the Veloset to my brother when I was in the Navy, and since he lived in San Francisco in the '60s, he can't remember who he loaned it to. <laughs> <laughs> he spent he spent the last for, last forty years getting educated, married, having kids, and not riding or owning a bike. Uh, he did own a '59 Austin Healey Sprite that was second in its class at the '59 cool. Sebring race. Wow, 948 cc, top speed of 120. That is amazing. Right hand drive, four wheel disc brakes on wire wheels, and like a fool, I sold it while in the Navy. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know. <laughs> Every single one of us yeah. gets a shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hey. And he continues, uh, I am now going through an end-of-life crisis and have eight bikes, two old Hondas, uh, 1980 XL100 and an SL175 that run, and five that don't run, an 83 Yamaha Riva 180, 278CM180TS, a 1980 XS100 with no compression, and a 78XL250Cs. Seized. Paid less than a dollar a cc for everything except the SL175. Got carried away when it ran. (laughs) 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 The ones that don't run, not the MP3, go on Craigslist next week. I'm still landscaping here in Southern Oregon. Have listened to all your episodes and look forward to more. All right. And thanks, Chris. So my thoughts, and I'll come get your thoughts on this, Emma, uh, in just a second. But my thought is um, (coughs) one of two possible things. It could possibly be a fuel pump issue. Mm, Um, If it is, you'll... you turn it on you should hear the fuel pump spin up it should yeah. be a fairly nice strong constant you know noise for a second or two right um but if, if you turn the key on and you hear sort of a feeble kind of inconsistent it, whirring or noise if you hear a yeah or, it or no sound at all right
right, then, well, if there's no sound, it's probably not even going to start. But, um, but yeah, fuel pumps going bad will will have those kind of symptoms. Uh, the other possibility, you know, I'm not intimately familiar with the MP3, but if it probably has the same ignition system as most other Piaggio products, um, that could be a problem with the transponder in the key or the antenna as well. Um, because oh, I, it's because, one of those, huh? Right, because I have had issues in the past where... Right. Um, I, I don't remember exactly what what the the thing was, but it was. I think 2008. They were I, using transponders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Okay. It might be 2007. Uh, <laughs> when I had to put a new ECU in my bike um, and was programming the keys, um, one of the keys didn't take for some reason, but right. it, it but lo- it fit the lock and it would turn the bike and the bike would start. But as soon as I gave it gas to go anywhere, it would just die instantly. Right. And and that was because the key wasn't uh, it wasn't actually programmed in there properly. Right. So it could be something like that. Maybe somebody tried fiddling with the keys before they sold the bike. I don't know. And you know, it's it it's a tough one because that's got a uh, that's got a magnetic Morelli. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Fuel yeah, injection yeah. system on it with a stepper motor. You can't even adjust the idle on it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add something else to this, mm-hmm. and this is something that a lot of Piaggio products have done in the past. The fuel filters collapse, and they send junk down the fuel lines, oh. and it gets rammed into the back of the injector. Oh, oh no shit. Yes, bad injector, totally. Now, the cure yeah, for injector. that, the proper cure for that is putting an injector on it, but sometimes it's so easy to take the injectors off them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's not hard at all. Yeah, it's is, a, a bolt. But this is an MP3, so I don't think it's quite as easy. I mm, think, maybe. No, I think it's got the underseat access. Yeah, but yeah, if you can get the injector out... Mm-hmm. Actually, take the line off the back of it. Yep. Get a load of um, carburetor cleaner, not brake cleaner. Pro- use the proper carb cleaner. Squirt it in there, and kind of tap it out and see if you can get any junk come out of it. It it could be a lot of junk in the fuel lines. Now, would you would you blow that back? Uh, backwards? I'd, I'd, yeah, you could. Yeah, but you'd need to energize it to blow it backwards. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, you may end up just buying buying another injector. Yeah, they're not that expensive. No. So, yeah, so um, if it yeah if you can't blow it out you know then it yeah, sounds to me like a fuel problem rather than an ignition problem because yeah. generally with those fuel injected bikes you know if they run the ignition if if they even idle the ignition problems fine right. if it's spluttering and coughing back and just not running at all yeah it could be it could be sparking when it shouldn't be but if it idles even if it idles badly it's well, sparking it could be um, the, if it's it also if it's a weak spark condition though that can also cause it to cut oh, out. Oh yeah, that could. Um, because the spark is battery driven. Um, if it's the, 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 the thing is though, I wouldn't expect that that would happen if you're revving the engine. No. Uh, yeah, that would that would be at all, you know, especially at, at just starting the bike. It would be, right. be problematic. Um, but if but if there's something like, actually I had a condition once where my Vespa would just cut out randomly while I was riding it. Drove me nuts for months, and it turns out it was a battery that I bought, and the battery had a, a bad connection inside, the, like one of the cells or something, and occasionally it would lose co- lose connection, yeah, or something would short or whatever it was, wow. and the voltage would drop, and the bike would cut out. Interesting. And it would sit, and whatever was doing that would stop doing it, and I'd still be able to start the bike up again after half an hour, and it was fine. So, Chris, it could be one of a million things, <laughs> so just, you know, just go through it. Um, so we got time for one more. We've got Email. And this is from somebody we haven't heard from for a while, Sarah Bettany. Hey, Sarah. Hey. Um, hi, Liza. Hi. Not to, it's not to anybody else. Ooh. 
on Monday I finally got around to posting you the stuff I tried sending you ages ago. It yeah, should be with you soon. Have we got it yet? No, not yet. Okay, very good. I also but she did send a gin before. Yes, I know. Uh-huh. She sent me gin. Thank you, Sarah, darling. I included a letter in which I told you all about my partner, James. And, you know, James, you're going to start off not liking James, but he is going to redeem himself. Mm -hmm. So just here we are. Who was helping me with the bike, but, open quotes, doesn't much care for motorbikes. Close (laughs) quotes. Boo! It's interesting. This goes back to what we were talking that's about with Sarah. Start. But even though he loves <coughs> engines, so he's a, he's a gearhead. Last week, we were looking at the flat we've decided we want to move to, and the letting agent asked if we had two cars. We said no, a car and a motorbike. And inevitably, he turned to James said and said, "Oh, you're the motorbiker." While I was replying that I was the motorbiker, James was saying that you'd never catch him on one of those. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Hold on, I think he may come around. He's going to redeem himself. What a difference a few days make! (laughs) (laughs) Exclamation point. Since I wrote that letter on Monday, he started watching YouTube videos on how to wrench on bikes. Well, that'll do it. It all starts on YouTube, man. Yeah, Hmm. better better than porn. Uh Because he loves me, oh, I like him already, and he (laughs) wants to help, I like him better, and likes engines, I'm beginning to like him better still. By yesterday, (laughs) he decided that he really loved the motorbike engine because it's relatively simple and generally speaking one person can work on it without needing heavy equipment yeah that's that's true true. i'm taking the engine Mm. apart in my jag right now and i wish there was 10 of me oh my god man got an engine lift well just taking the cylinder head off the three-person job oh god then the guy in the youtube video started working on a gold honda cb350 and he's in love ah yeah I'd got used to the idea of travelling with my own chase vehicle. He'd be in the car and we'd both be both have Bluetooth. Now it looks like we may be travelling together. I think CB350 might be in James's future. Mm. Hey, all right. Even if we don't, he certainly got the wrenching bug. It's going to be such fun. Yes, it is, Sarah. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'll keep you updated on my Chinesium life, Anne, which I love despite itself. <laughs> Just love your podcast and all you guys stay shiny. Love, Sarah. P.S. I do believe one of your number is a brown coat. They'll know what I mean. Oh, yes, indeed. Stay shiny, Sarah. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? It's a pop culture reference. What does that oh. mean? Oh, it's a Firefly thing. Firefly, indeed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Very good. Uh, she sent a picture. Nice orange 1972 CB350. Now, if I. Um, nice. Sarah's in England or Ireland? Yeah. Uh, England. England, I assume. She said flat. I suspect she's English. And letting agent, yes. Yes. <laughs> but they say that in Ireland, too. Yes. Um, but no, thank you, Sarah. We haven't heard yes. from you for a long time. I'm glad you're still listening, darling. Nice. Yes. Cool. So, yeah, thank you, everyone, for your emails. So many great emails. But you know what? We got even more this week. Wow. Emma, how is, uh, how's it going on the, um... Ask Miss Emma. Oh, it's I love Ask Miss Emma. You are helping <laughs> so many people over there. Right. Um, and we've had even some people reply that this is the best 10 bucks a month they're spending. There was one guy who had a dead bike, yeah, wouldn't start, bike. and you told him where the fuse was to look for. Right. Because and I, I mean, and I believe w- that was the problem. Yeah, it wasn't a fuse that was in the fuse box. It was a fuse right. that they put somewhere else on this bike. But the the reality is this. If you bring a bike to where I work and it's dead, you're going to get charged an hour's diagnostic. That is $95 plus tax. 
and any parts we use. So basically, you're into about 100, 120 bucks. By spending 10 bucks on Patreon, I guided him to the problem. We had two or three emails, emailing backwards and forwards mm. until he got to it. He's riding. And it cost him a subscription. And the good news is that he can ask me as many times as he wants. Mm -hmm. It's not just a one-shot deal. And I want to stress this to people. Right. Ask Miss Emma is not, oh, you can ask me one question and then fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I will stay with you until you're actually riding the bike. I'll stay with you in print, darling. Mm -hmm. um, but you can ask me multiple things about the bike. Okay, so this week, you know, you've got a blown fuse. Next week, your fork seals are, uh, are done. I'm so really fun. enjoying reading the replies. Once you've given the advice, right. and then they reply back. And say, my bike's running! And they're so happy. It's a wonderful thing. It is. And, you know, it, 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 wrenching on bikes, it's very, very therapeutic. It's not for everyone. But a lot of people don't do it because they just lack the confidence. And if I can navigate mm -hmm. them through something they may be not comfortable with, like electrics, electrics drive everybody bananas. And I was very lucky that I mastered electrics very early on in my career. I know mechanic, 20-year mechanics now, who's still scared to death of electrical problems because, you know, they never address the fundamentals. Mm. Ohm's law, darling. Yeah, Ohm's law. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, so, thank you, Emma, for, for helping people out, for responding. And but thank you for our Patreon, Patreon subscribers. subscribers. It's yeah. really helping. And also, we've had um, a lot of uh, orders for, like, shirts and stuff coming through right. on Zazzle, our Zazzle page. So, motorcycle shirt is the best one. Yeah, go to recycle motorcycle garage at gmail.com to reach us, <laughs> or just go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com. Find the links to our Patreon page, to right. our Zazzle page, to our YouTube page. All of our links are there. Our Facebook page. You can and you see know, what, what fun we've been up to. And Dear Bagel <laughs> was wearing. And Instagram. Yeah, and Instagram. But Dear Bagel is wearing his motorcycle t-shirt today. Look at that! Uh, oh, you yeah. know, bagel, oh, God damn, look at them titties! His nipples are ah. hard. I've got to say, it makes you instantly far more attractive. <laughs> I, instantly. I think it's his haircut, but okay. <laughs> so, again, thank you, thank you to everyone who supports us and for listening. Um, we've also been having some people making suggestions of some good guests, and I appreciate that, too. So keep all of that right. coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, twenty eighteen is going to be a big year for us. We're going to be all over the place. Doing I think so. so much stuff. We're going to try. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's get through the holidays first. Yeah. Oh, I got myself some evil Knievel socks. Oh yeah. <laughs> you couldn't wait. Huh? I couldn't you wait. Couldn't wait. <laughs> There's so many different designs. There are. I, there are. There's there, a bunch. Yeah, you were looking. I know. I saw. Them I was like, gear. oh, what if someone gets them for? Who cares? There's so they many. They have extra. Yeah. <laughs> They're so cool. Well, you know. Who Every day is an Evil Knievel sock day. I just, yeah, Evil Knievel socks, I highly recommend them. So, on <laughs> that note, I think we're ready to get out of here. Thanks yeah, again. Good. This is Liza. Bagel. Naked Jim. Emma Darling. This is Nark. Meow. And yeah. we're out of here. Cool, cool. cool.